Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell, the show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode will be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... Rob Beckett. Rebecca. Josh Whittacombe. Josh Whittacombe. That was a great one, Josh. Who was that? That was Evelyn Connor, who is two. She has successfully been potty trained during lockdown with the help of an iPad and sitting on the potty for sometimes hours at a time. Brilliant. Good what work. a win that is. I'd, I'd kill to sit on a potty with an iPad for hours of time. Oh. Off. That would be my dream scenario. I had a whole routine about, you know, when you're a kid and your mum goes, right, if, you keep, if you're at a party somewhere, if you keep being naughty, I'm going to take you home, put you in a buggy and take you straight to bed. You're like, oh, it's the dream now. <laughs> if I could just get battered at a party and then someone takes me home, bath me, feed me and puts me straight to bed. Oh, that's all you want, isn't it? <laughs> you should offer that as a service. That is sort of like a weird oh. mum prostitute, isn't it? Without any sex. <laughs> they'd probably do offer it as a service if you pay the right amount of money, Rob. Yeah, but they'd make you dress as a baby. I'm not, I'm not into the weird kink. I'm not getting off in this sexually. I just want someone to put me to bed, right? <laughs> how, oh, do you know what? I'll tell you how my week's been. Absolute. Josh, you sound, you sound stressed before you start. Like, so so how, how bad stressed. has it been? I'm so on edge. It's unbelievable. Well, I don't, I don't know where to start, but... but <laughs> It's been Father's what, Day. To give you, to give you some perspective from my daughter's side, I do think being two must be shit. You know, like, it's great for, like, a week, and then she'll obviously enter some kind of developmental stage where everything is bad. I've written a list, Rob. I wrote, <laughs> I wrote a list over five minutes of things she was annoyed about. Right? So this was <laughs> okay. this morning. Okay? So I want mummy. I want daddy. I don't want daddy. I don't want to wear a dress. I want to go downstairs. I want some frozen blueberries. I don't want you to open the freezer. (laughs) I want more frozen blueberries than that. No, I want them in a cup. Please don't turn on the blender. She didn't say please. Don't turn on the blender. (laughs) Um, So she went outside. It's too cold outside. So I want to wear a dress. That was five minutes. And that's been... All of them happened in five minutes. No way. Nothing, nothing is making her happy. And it must be, (laughs) I I feel for. You know when you're hungover and you're always looking for the thing that's going to be the solution? And you're like, it's going to be a cup of coffee. No, it's going to be a pizza. No, it's going to be a nap. And nothing works. She's going through that, but she's trying a different (laughs) thing every 10 seconds. I think that's why they call it the terrible (laughs) twos, though, because they are like that. And then they go back to normal again. So Father's Day. Yep was an absolute shitstorm um, in, in that genuinely, what I just happened? thought... She's not yours. <laughs> you found out you're... I, I fucking wish, mate. No, um, no. It's not her fault. It's not her fault. It's like, it's like she's, she's having as bad a time as I am, which is a little bit of a consolation for me, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, because she's not enjoying being that angry, is she? 
No, she's not. She can't be. She's, she's not enjoying being... No one enjoys being that angry. So she's very frustrated with the world. Uh, Father's Day, we went for a walk. And the, the the stress, the adrenaline I had going through my legs. You know, like when you, you're overworked and you're going to miss a deadline and you're like, you're feeling like... I just felt... And we got back and she'd made us bring this... The, you know, you get those little prams that children have that she normally likes. And I went into the house first and I got into the sitting room before her and Rose and I knew I was on my own. So I kind of, I had the joy of throwing down the pram because I knew I was, it was like a bit like, you know, a, a tennis player racket abuse, but thinking you're not going to get spotted. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like a kick when the referee's not looking, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so I had a milk tray moment, but just to myself. But it didn't work. I still felt awful. So no one knows about the milk. So that, that's sort of a, so it's a half milk tray moment that you had it. But it's a luckily... half milk tray moment. It's a secret milk yeah. tray moment. And then my wife went to the toilet, which I later found was just to kind of get herself together. Oh no! Just to like this is the most British. Yeah, that's how family. bad this walk Everyone, was. Everyone's upset, <laughs> but internalize it alone until the inevitable like. Well, my daughter's not internalizing it. I can <laughs> tell you that. What happened on the walk that that was that bad? Just. Not enough puddles. Um, <laughs> not enough puddles. Um, too oh. sunny. But then uh, didn't want to wear her sunglasses. So pick a team, mate. Pick a team. Um, yeah, it's these things there. It's just everything's a defeat. Yeah. So anyway, it was it was a very long day. Yeah. My friend had a particularly bad weekend as well with his almost two year old son. And he said the lowest point, uh, I'll read it out because he texted me. So he was having a terrible time. But he said at his lowest moment was when his son was losing his mind in the street. And a couple went past on a tandem, both holding beers and laughing. <laughs> I- <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> what a sight when you're thinking, I wish I wasn't a parent at this point. Yeah, the a couple on a tandem yeah. with beers. Imagine people owning a tandem bike having a better life than you. What a low <laughs> point. Oh, Josh. Any brushes with the public? Were you salty with the public because you were so angry? Or was I it- wasn't salty with the okay, public, no. I did, didn't really, we didn't go out afterwards. <laughs> um, we had some friends come over in the garden and they've got a daughter who is absolutely perfectly... I mean, she's nine months or she's 11 months, something like that. Yeah. But she's very well behaved. Oh, I hate she it when sits. they turn up with them. They t- but, but is it worse when they go, oh, it's a nightmare. She just, she's just non-stop. And they're just sat there with like a one ball yeah. dribbling on it and licking it. You're like, it's not moved. Yeah. It's not moved for 25 <laughs> minutes. Oh, you're knackered, are you? Look at this little feral gremlin I've got licking the walls. <laughs> when you see a chilled out baby and you're like, you know... I deserve some kind of karmic payback. Like this insane energy that she's got is she's going to turn it into being a multi-million pound yeah. novelist or something in a later date. Do you know what I mean? I You're like, I same. hope that this is because I'm like when I see one. That, this is because she's got such an amazing mind. Yeah, when they're quite like that, I just think to myself, probably simple, probably simple. That kid. That's right. <laughs> that, that, it's the same way as when I see someone with like a brand new Range Rover. I'm like, probably on finance. Probably can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> All gonna come down crumbling bricks in a few years, isn't it? When you don't get that, don't get that sales sales bonus next month, eh? But it's probably kind of full oh. the Range Rover, probably a lovely kid that's fully functioning, but just yeah. quiet. But I have to try exactly. and pretend something else is going on to myself. Yeah, you have to convince yourself that all the bad behaviour is their kind of brilliance 
activating itself at too early an age, which is, of course, complete bullshit. Yeah, you might just have a little arsehole. Might be just an arsehole. Grow up and exactly. be an arsehole. <laughs> exactly. And then you'll get, you'll get to 28 and you'll go to her own show. What? She's a bit of an arsehole, isn't she? She's not a novelist. <laughs> I'm sure she won't be, Josh. Don't worry. I'm sure I'll be fine. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, and then um, thought we'd treat ourselves to a delivery in the evening. Nice. So we got... Cauliflower katsu curry, right? Both vegetarian, Rose edging it, me, I'm good at it, right? Yep. They deliver chicken katsu, two chicken oh, katsu no. curries. Oh, Get, wait for this. God. We go on the delivery complain, right? Do you want your money back? No, obviously we still need dinner. Send it. Could you send another one? 30 minutes later, two more chicken katsu curries turn <laughs> up. You've killed more chickens complaining. Exactly. For no reason. I'm putting these corpses in the bin. <laughs> oh, but can you imagine the rage of the people that got the cauliflower ones? <laughs> Poor well, cauliflower. I hope they've got a really easy child. I hope that that's their punishment for having a really easy child. But, oh, Josh, I'm sorry. I'm so, what I would say is, though, my, my, my two and a half year old, she's... She's really lovely at the moment, but she did a few. How old? How old yours? How, just two or two and a bit? Uh, no, two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, I don't, about half. Yeah. a couple of months ago, she was like so angry, just pure rage about everything, and then she calms down a bit now. But I think it's just like you know a developmental leap, and then their communication skills get better, so that they can communicate totally. it better. I, well, two weeks ago, I texted you about this. Because I was worried about it. She like for th- for three days she had a stutter, and it was like like really like just couldn't say words, and then suddenly yeah. it went. It's just like these the brain moving at a different speed to the body or whatever. But I'm not going to lie to you. It's a tense old household at the moment, Rob. <laughs> so um, how was your Father's Day, Rob? Well, um, Lou let me have a lie in, um, slept him, and then I woke up. Then maybe breakfast. Then Lou took the kids round to uh, mum and dad's garden uh, for a few hours. I just had a shower, a nice chill, and then she came back, saw him for about twenty minutes, had a bit of lunch, and I went to Lou. I might have a nap. Is that all right? She went, go on. I had a four-hour oh nap, Josh. God. Two till six. You had a four-hour nap. Four-hour nap. Two till six, and then woke what? up. I woke up, and they were already in the bath. The kids, because my wife's an absolute oh legend. God. And then, um, and then this morning, um, Lou. Woke up, 6.30am, did an exercise bike. Have I married Mark Wahlberg? What's going on? <laughs> I'm worried. Is she having an affair? Is she, what, she, well, I'm just going to go downstairs and do a do a half an hour um, spin class. Are you right to watch the kids? So I was like, who are you fucking? What's happening here? <laughs> so, well, I think if you're having four-hour naps, mate, she could smuggle him in and out oh, of the house. And she you could do half the street in that time, four hours. Uh, yeah, so I had a lovely time, and I'm wow. sorry. I'm so, what I did love is I saw your wife's Instagram post of a lovely. It said "Lovely Father's Day walk," and I could see the back of your head, and then your daughter with the pram, and I was like, I know what happens to that pram later. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely livid. I tell you what, on a Friday we'll do all the correspondence, and I'll talk you through. We had a day trip to the zoo. We can talk about, which was a pretty good fun. Oh, lovely. I look forward to hearing about that. I've got a couple of salty emails about salty Josh Widdicombe that I can do on Friday. Oh, no. Um, Is it from my daughter? No, it's not from her. It's from the the pram. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want uh, a quick email? Uh, Right, shall we get into the mailbag? It's the Lockdown Parody Mailbag. 
but it's actually emails and there's no bag. This is from Bernadette Sumner. Hi, Josh and Rob. Just a little insight into my lockdown life. I started lockdown off with three kids and three weeks ago gave birth to our fourth child. Oh, thank God. I thought this would be a really bleak one, that. (laughs) Started off with three, down to one and a half. (laughs) My children are 11, 7, 5 and three weeks. A few weeks ago, I could hear my five-year-old daughter screaming at her iPad from another room. She likes to use the microphone on YouTube Kids when searching for programmes to watch. Her latest binge watch is something called Peep and Quack, and I could hear her shouting, put Peep and Quack on, extremely annoyed at her iPad. I then stormed into the living room, and she said angrily, this iPad is stupid and it's not working. I looked at it, and under the search section, it said, no results found. And in the search engine, it read, put people on crack on. (laughs) So my advice to every parent out there is to make sure you've downloaded YouTube Kids and not the real YouTube for your children. <laughs> my, my Sadie would have had a real eye-opener if she'd been sur- searching for people on crack on the unvetted YouTube. Kind regards, Bernadette O'Hare. Oh, wow. Uh, people on crack would be the easiest watch for a child. Maybe. It, but what What if it became... So, like, if, if that became part of the bedtime routine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 10 minutes of people yeah. on crack. She's nearly off. We're just putting we're just watching the bloke put the elastic band around his arm. <laughs> he's nearly got he's getting a vein up, so she'll be off soon. <laughs> what a way to <laughs> on people on spice just slowly like stood there like a statue. Um so uh yeah, the lesson there is don't let your child on normal YouTube. Thank you for your emails. We've got so many. On Friday's episode, we will go through all the great correspondence. Rob, um, we will be answering a uh a question about a man who has made his own Nando's experience for his children at home. Oh. We will have more emails, Rob, will we, about me being salty? Yeah, I've got... I've got I've, it's very it's very 50-50, though. It's quite like the Brexit vote, your saltiness. There's Is a lot it? of people that believe in it, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we've got a, a good one and a bad one for you, I'm afraid, Josh. Also, great. We will have an email called Rob's Day Out. Um, if you want to get in touch, this is how. Email us hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk or we're on Twitter at lockdownparents. Our guest this week is, I'd say, uh, a national treasure in waiting, if not already there. It's uh, Lorraine Kelly, a wonderful broadcaster who's kept us sane during lockdown and also implied live on TV that I had a two metre long cock. Yeah. That was quite an, quite an Which, interview. Um, would be actually un- unworkable. Uh, it'd been awful. Um, I mean, you probably get a bit of work in sort of just like shock porn. Um, yeah, but I, I think it would cause more problems than it solved. I don't think it would solve any problem unless you was trying to have sex with an elephant. <laughs> and that's also what I'm into. No, don't believe the rumours. He's not into it. Don't believe those rumours on the internet. But a hippo? Oh, yes, please. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, that's on YouTube. That interview, me and Josh, me and you did, Josh, on, uh, on Lorraine. Is something where she, at the end, she implies that I've got a two-metre-long knob on daytime TV. So have a little look at that and have a listen to this. She's an absolute legend. She's got a one grown-up daughter, Rosie, who's 26, and living with her and her husband. And uh, Rosie's dad, obviously, in lockdown. Enjoy it. Hello and welcome, Lorraine Kelly. Hi, 
guys. How are you doing? Good. We're delighted to have you on. Very excited. Oh, we need to thank you as well, Lorraine, because after doing your show, we had a spike in listeners. We like to call the Lorraine, the post-Lorraine effect of our podcast. <laughs> I like that very much. No, that was good fun, wasn't it? See, the trouble with me at the moment is I'm, I keep forgetting that I'm actually on the telly. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I have to be very careful as to what I see. I'm getting How trouble. many hours have you done in lockdown? It seems like you're on all the time for like much longer as well. Well, I've not had, I've not missed one show. I've been on since lockdown. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, it would be lovely if I could sit up really late at night and have a few scoops, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get up early, so I have to behave. But maybe that's just as well, because I'd be, you know, I would be actually drinking far too much. It's that thing, isn't it? We're waiting for the pubs to open so that we stop drinking as much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sort of judgment in the room. So, Lorraine, um, what's your setup parenting wise? Um, well, we've just got the one, um, and she is a grown woman and far more sensible than I will ever be. And she's she just celebrated her twenty sixth birthday, and she was over in Singapore, um, working in Singapore, been there for the last sort of three and a half years, and I've really missed her. And then she's back here, which is lovely. And like, of course, we're driving her crazy, but that's yeah. kind of our job. Do you, have you defaulted to um, like when she was a teenager again? Have you defaulted to those roles? Not really. It's quite different. I think she is kind of more like the parent. Cooking for us and telling us to tidy up. It's really quite weird. Really? It's mum, you have to tidy up. Or, you know, and she's like, she goes out and like does the shopping and we have to see what we want. It's really quite, actually it's fine. <laughs> It's really quite nice. I'm quite enjoying it. But we do drive her nuts, but that's fine. But you know what? She was quite good. Um, the teenage years weren't too bad. I mean, there was a lot of eye rolling and a few doors slammed, but it was actually okay. But the thing with us was I was away for quite a lot because I worked down in, in London and we were all together until she was about 12 and then went back to Scotland for her to go to secondary school in Scotland. And my husband really wanted to go home as well. So I did the commute. Not every morning, surely. Not every morning, not every couple of days. It was crazy. It was crazy, but it was doable then because um, Dundee has got an airport, um, tiny, tiny little airport, um, which is so easy, you know, to, to get there and it's just a doddle to check in and everything. It was it was a joy. It was like getting the bus um, and we went from London City. But Steve was the parent that would say, eat your broccoli, brush your teeth, do your homework. And I would be the parent that was like, hey, look, I've got Heat magazine and then free lipstick. And you know, I was, <laughs> it was like kind of good cop, bad cop a little bit. So it was a wee bit, a wee bit kind of strange. But it was, it's, it's all the all the time. I mean, I, I just feel as if it's been two minutes ago that she was a wee tiny baby and it's just gone by so fast. I know everybody says that to you, but until you're living it, you, you just, I think it was literally two minutes ago that she was a wee toddler and interested in every, I love the toddling stage when they're interested in everything and it takes you about half an hour just to walk down the street because puddles are really interesting <laughs> and the questions and the why 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 I just I loved all that the curiosity of kids I think is the best thing how was it how was it um as a teenager when you know you, you being so famous and on the telly every day and everyone knowing you know a household name knowing that you know her mum was Lorraine Kelly how, mm-hmm. how was that as a teenager was she proud of you was she a bit embarrassed <laughs> I would say, on the whole, probably more embarrassed than anything else. I mean, I, of course, she was really funny. When I remember when she was tiny and she said to me, and it was before people would come up for selfies, and she did say to me, she says, Mum, why do you scribble your name on bits of paper for people? It's really <laughs> <laughs> And she would look kind of quite bemused. So she's never really known anything else. And, and the thing is, when I'm at home, I'm just her mum. She was never really that impressed, which I think is quite healthy. Although when she was five and she met Westlife, she quite like that did you like 
find yourself using? Because obviously there's a lot of kind of stuff parenting wise that you could use in your job. So were you like having to call Dr. Hillary if there was a rash and stuff like that? Like you, you, had, you had all the best people on tap, Lorraine. Do you know what? That Dr. Hillary has been all throughout this incredible. That's that was one thing that was quite good. But I think with me, I think I was lucky that she was never really a problem. Um we had we had one thing when she was two and she'd one of those horrific febrile convulsions because she'd had a fever and then she was fitting. She had a fit. And that's when I realized that I am beyond hopeless steve was brilliant he just scooped her up we went you know we called the ambulance we got her to the you know to the hospital and it was it was all fine but oh my god you know you know what it's like when anything happens to kids, and it doesn't matter whether they're two days old or they're in their 40s you know you just want it to be you you know that's all you want to do. You just say i can deal with it if it's me but i can't deal with it if it's my child so that was terrifying i can't imagine you though being like nervous about something you're so, such a kind of out person but I was nervous love I really was I was nervous a lot I mean I still you know and I think you're always going to worry about your kids my main thing was always is she happy has she got pals you know at the parents meetings has she got pals and is she happy because right now that's all that matters you know it really is we can start thinking about whether or not she can speak fluent Japanese (laughs) (laughs) and we can talk about that when she you know at a later date but I just think there's at that stage when they're wee it's it's all about have they got friends you know have they got are they sociable are they all right are they being bullied worse are they bullying because i can't imagine you know it must be hellish yeah. to be bullied but can you imagine if your kid is the bully oh. um, what are you yeah, doing it's like, yeah it's, it's a kid's party when like a kid's been bitten you're you'd rather your kid be bitten than be doing the biting oh, you know, the <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh like, it's horrible. i mean at least when you know i was bullied a bit at school but at least when i went home and um, it stopped because we didn't yeah, have social media. Obviously, we didn't have. We didn't. I mean, we didn't even have a phone. So there was <laughs> <laughs> real, real effort to bully you at home. There, got <laughs> a telegram for you, Lorraine. <laughs> it was a bit like that, you know. It was a kind of pigeon. How old are you, Lorraine? Are you two hundred. I'm one hundred and thirty-five. I'm, I'm, I'm sixty. I'm going to be sixty-one in November. I don't know how that oh, happens. Wow. Did you um, have a career break, Lorraine, when you had her, or did you go straight back into work? Well, how, how, how was the maternity leave? What, what was that like? Because that must have been tough at that point as well, because st- t- stuff's moved on a little bit now. But to have a career break, you can't, as a woman, you're judged unfairly. Well, it's very interesting because what happened was I, I did get pregnant and then I got a phone call two weeks before I was due to come back to work. So I had her in the June and I was supposed to come back to work in the September. So it wasn't much of a break yeah. it was just a couple of a couple of months or a couple of weeks actually to be honest it was just basically July and August and I got a call two weeks before saying eh, actually um, don't bother coming back we've got someone else um, thanks very much <laughs> so wow. that what? was really scary no it wasn't I mean I wasn't sacked in the sense that I just didn't have my contract renewed that's what happened didn't have it renewed right. they just you know what it's like they wanted a change and that's fine but that was a bit scary so what I did was I got you know I put her under one arm and my CV under the other and, and went round and basically said, you know, I'm available to just about everybody. And as luck would have it, work at GMTV, it was at the time, uh, they got a sponsor, a sponsorship deal um, from a company and they said, we, we need a, a mum to present this. Only two days a week, nine o'clock to half nine, happy days. Um, and they said, and they got in touch with me and said, would you be interested in that? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that for a couple of months, it was, and then I got my own show from that. Wow. 
was the culture that once you had kids, you would that was you sort of done then as as a female presenter, or was it you encouraged to come back? Or was it's it a interesting bit of both? because actually it makes you so much better at your job, particularly the job that we're doing, particularly daytime, because so much of that is about family and about you know and about children and and having that empathy. Um, I'm not saying that you can't have that empathy if you if you you know if you don't have kids, of course you can, but it just made it, certainly for me it gave, it made me less selfish. It gave me a much I don't know much more understanding. I had a greater understanding of someone who, you know, maybe their child was ill or their child was in a difficult position or whatever. It just makes you better. It makes you a better person, I think, to be honest with you, anyway. Were you working pregnant then, Lorraine? Oh, right, up until two weeks before she was born. I worked right. I had no idea it was. I had this thing in my mind that I was going to I was going to take a month off beforehand and then obviously just like a month or two after. And I, I, she came a couple of weeks early and I had it all planned. I was going to sit, basically sit eating chocolate and watching Bette Davis films. That was all I was going to do <laughs> for two weeks. And of course, I still feel cheated that I've still not had that. That, that two weeks of <laughs> still owed it. Yeah, you've been locked down the busiest you've ever been. No, it's nuts, isn't it? It's bonkers. And I know that one day it will end and it's been fantastic and I've loved it, but you can't take anything for granted. And no. I don't think it will, Lorraine. I think you're fine. I think I genuinely think 200 years' time you'll still be presenting DMTV <laughs> or whatever it's called then. I'm confident of that. Yeah. <laughs> Me and a couple of cockroaches sitting talking about <laughs> What's new in cockroach fashion this week? Let's see what they're wearing on the high street. I, just, I, think, I think you may be right. <laughs> so did you sort of split the parenting up then? Would you do the afternoons and evenings and Steve would do the mornings? Because obviously... Yeah. I couldn't really drop it off at school at five in the morning. That would have been... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've always done that. There's not like a rota or anything, but we, we've always kind of done that. And because he's a, a freelance cameraman, he had... You know, I mean, he obviously, when he became a dad, had to turn down an awful lot more jobs. He wasn't away as much and things like that. But yeah, it just kind of, it kind of worked out. And he's he took to it much better than I did. I think. You know, he he is an absolutely natural when it comes to being a dad. I I kind of had to learn it a little bit more. I think it didn't come as natural to me. I don't think. Although I, you know, obviously loved it. It's my, it's it's a, it's a brilliant, it's the hardest job in the world, but it's the most rewarding job in the world. I know everybody says that, but it's true. Do you think, uh, like most people, obviously, the thing that they have is they're like, oh, my God, the early mornings. But you were getting up at 5N anyway, so you were yeah. probably getting up first anyway. It wasn't a problem for you. I know it wasn't. That was one, <laughs> that was one of the joys of working big, that you, you add up. And when she was teeny, teeny, tiny, a couple of times I was able to take her into work. Um, and that was because you can just pick them up and carry them. So that was okay. And obviously, I wouldn't leave her on her own. Who knows that you know one of the one of the team would, would keep a wee watchful eye on her. But um, that, I didn't do that very often. But at least I had the you know I had the occasionally I could do that. They were really good. So you were sat there doing an interview, knowing that there's some runner who's looking after your baby <laughs> in the kind of green room. She'd be sleeping. She was sleeping. But it, like I say, that probably over the years only happened a handful of times. It was it was only if there was a you know an emergency or something. And of course, I, I, when when I needed them, my mum would come down. I mean, my when she was born, you know, my was like right it was 11 o'clock at night um and I phoned my mum and she of course she's in Glasgow and she's like how do I get to you <laughs> obviously I'd say the country's got a kind of view of Lorraine Kelly you're a very kind of clear character would you say as a mum I can't imagine you disciplining a child can you mm-hmm. can you tell someone off Lorraine can oh, you get angry no I can't oh yes I can I mean it takes a lot I am like Hulk. you wouldn't like me when I'm angry we saw the Esther McVeigh clip I've seen that that <laughs> 
to it very often. I really don't. But like, I mean, that's who like my pals know. Do you know what I mean? That's who. That's who, <laughs> when I'm sitting having a few a few drinks. Then that's, that's who they know. And then they say, "Tell me about this one. What do you think?" I go, "Well, wait till you hear this." You know. <laughs> to keep her caged and but uh, yeah I find it I find it really difficult giving her into trouble but thankfully she hasn't really given as much you know much trouble the thing I am though the thing that I would always say is I'm not her best friend I'm her mum you know how you hear parents sometimes saying oh we're really really good pals and some people go out with their kids not that I mean we would go out for something to eat with her or something but and I would like to think that she tells me everything of course she doesn't why would she I'm her mum you don't want to hear everything (laughs) and that's why you've got your pals to tell all these things so I think I think it's a a bit of a strange idea to think that you can be your children's friend and I don't think it's a good thing so so if she says mum I need to tell you, and you go. I don't want to know. Actually, just tell your mates. <laughs> no, I'm going for a few drinks with my friends to talk about estimate Bay. See you later. Lorraine, <laughs> no, no. um, right, I, I bet Rosie. She's a you know wonderful young woman, very polite and very successful. But if you was looking back, is there anything you would have done differently with um, parenting? Um, like you know, big or small, really. But anything that you think, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I wish I did that differently. I or dealt with that differently. Probably, I think it shouldn't have been all on Steve to do the kind of like the tough stuff, you know, like the, okay. do your homework and eat your broccoli and brush your teeth. Um, I should probably have been a little bit better at that and not wanted to be loved. Do you know what I mean? But all yeah. the time, you know, you know, because that's very, and that's, that's really human, you know, to want that. But I think probably we could have shared it a little bit more. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. But no, generally, I, I hope that she's, um, I mean, I know that she has a happy kid anyway, and I hope that she's happy because and not despite... <laughs> Yeah. What were you like as a child, Lorraine, in the sense of, because I imagine that you did, I can't imagine you rebelling. I can imagine you being similarly easy to parent. You want to talk to my (laughs) mum? Oh, I was, I was horrid because up until I was six years old, I was the spoiled brat and the princess. Um, And then my brother came along and he was like a child from central casting. Big blue eyes, blonde hair, and I loathed him. I absolutely <laughs> loathed him. I mean, you want to see, we've got pictures of me and him, and I am, my face, I look like the devil. I'm horrible. <laughs> and I used to nip him under his wee fat arms. I was gasping. <laughs> you know, you used to get free orange, or you probably don't, but in, in, when I was growing up, you used to get free orange juice, um, and I used to drink his. <laughs> <laughs> And it's, I mean, I get on so well with him now. He's, he's a brilliant guy. He's really, really funny. But he does now bring it up, you know, now and again. It's just the trauma of his childhood. <laughs> Getting bullied by Lorraine Kelly because no one will believe him. Oh, we love Lorraine. You weren't there, man. You weren't there. She would never nip you under the arm where nobody could see the bruising. <laughs> Did you um, have any parenting fails that Rosie brings up now and again? Because once my mum tried to cut my hair with a bowl and snipped my ear. And it was, and then we remind her about that every what three to four months. I know. Well, my mum tried to do that with me. You want to see the state of it? No, I tried to. Um, Rosie wanted her hair coloured, um, and we bought the packet thing, and you know the way in the advert, and it all looks all gorgeous and lovely. That was probably when she was about thirteen, and oh my god, you should see it look. Actually, to be fair, it did look like tartan. I mean, I wasn't expecting. <laughs> <laughs> You know, in a way, I actually achieved something quite remarkable. Do you still worry about her when she's out and about, even though she's, you know, a grown woman, she's 26? Because the thought, you know, mine are only four and two, but the thought of them, like, going somewhere on their own without me, like, does that get get easier, obviously? It does when they are away. Like, when she was in Edinburgh studying or when she was in Singapore, 
I didn't worry about her because I didn't know it's when they live with you. It's when they're here. And obviously because of lockdown, she's not been allowed to go out. So it's been wonderful. Occasionally when she'd come back to Dundee when she was in Edinburgh, and I would I would have to wait up until she was back in the house. And you would just say, oh, no, I was fine. I was just up for a cup of tea. And she's like, no, you've been sitting up waiting to see. You know, you, you can't help that. But it's weird how when they're not under your roof that you don't think about it as much. You really don't. It's really strange. But when they're at home with you, you do. Have you found you've bonded with Rosie more though? Because you know, you know, you are home and locked in, and you can't go anywhere. Yeah, it's been really, really good. And she's been cooking because I can't cook. I'm hopeless. I mean, when she was little, she would say, "Mum, um, I've got pals coming round." And I mean, it was only slamming in a few fish fingers, but she would say, "Can you not do that? Can you let Dad do it?" I think you've shown your skills by the word "slamming in." I think <laughs> I mean, that's that's never been used on a cooking show in the history of cooking. Slamming in the fish fingers. Let your dad do it. That's a sentence that will never leave me. <laughs> Really bad. She's been cooking for us, which is fabulous. Although she uses up every single pot and pan and leaves a mess, but it doesn't matter. That's my job. I don't mind. Um, but yeah, it has been really. It's, it's actually been really good just to sort of sit and have a chat and everything. But I think the first, I think the lockdown thing. I'm re- do you know? I'm really looking forward to doing just really wee things like going to the pub and having a yeah. drink or having a coffee. It's not great big giant things, and I don't think I'll be travelling for a wee while. I think it's just little things like being able to to see people and actually god i really miss cuddles and i had no idea i was such a tactile person my dog runs away from me now he's like <laughs> <laughs> so i was in the, the petrol station the other day paying you know doing all social distancing and i dropped my card and then the person picked up and gave it to me and i like i touched their finger and we both <laughs> looked at each other i was like oh and i was like but it was like it was so intimate because i've not touched anyone <laughs> And it was horrible. We just both like guilty because you don't you don't you don't touch anyone. You can't. You have to do an awkward no. wave, didn't you, in the garden? Like, You're not quite sure what to do with yourself. I've been doing Vulcan salutes like Mr. Spock. I've been doing <laughs> Anyway, Lorraine, thank you so much. Thanks that's, so much, Lorraine. So, amazing. any last bits of advice for me and Josh with little ones that you can give us to help us through? Just enjoy every single second because, see, you turn around and honestly, they're they're in their 20s um, and just just enjoy them. I think that's the main thing. And just let them play and let them have pals and don't don't get too worried about things like, because, do you know what? They will learn to go to the toilet. It'll happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't make it a competition between, you know, the next door neighbour or, 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 or the, the group or anything like that. Just, you know, they'll go at their own place, at their own pace and they'll find their own way and, and it's fine and they will learn to read and write and it's all grand. Thanks, Ray. You've made me feel better. You've made me feel better. Thank you, guys. It's so nice to talk to you. Take care of yourselves. Lorraine Kelly, I'm going to say it, Rob. Yeah. National treasure. Easy. If it was ever in doubt, cemented over lockdown. Yes, totally. And do you know what I love about Lorraine Kelly? Is as time goes by and she becomes more and more of a kind of fixture, she's giving less and less of a shit about what she says. Yes. In about... Five to ten years, Lorraine Kelly's going to be like a shock jock. <laughs> yeah, like, do another Piers. She'll go full circle. <laughs> She's just brilliant. I love her. I would what? love Lorraine She's, Kelly to be OG. my mum. She's the OG of, like, ITV daytime, yeah? Because yeah. you have people come and go, like, Holly and Phil on This Morning. It's still called This Morning. Piers and Susanna on Good Morning Britain. It's called Good Morning Britain. Lorraine's show is called Lorraine. Not even yeah. Kelly, Lorraine. Imagine having a show on every day on the biggest channel in the UK called Rob. Never <laughs> Beckett, this one. Yeah, that's Beckett. right. There's no other Lorraine. Yours would be called Me. Beckett. She has put 
Keish second in the list on Google. Lorraine Kelly, then Keish Lorraine. <laughs> she is the, mo- the most dominant Lorraine in the history of TV. And I'm not going to lie to you. I can't... When she said she was 60, her and Dr. Hillary look exactly... You see the her and Dr. Hillary talking now. Those two people haven't aged. I don't know what they've no. done. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Also, they've been getting up at fucking 5am for the last <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> when I get up at that time, I look 13 years older. What's wrong with them? <laughs> I know. I look like I'm about to die at any moment if I get up at 5 in the morning. <laughs> Once. What? Once to go on holiday, you get up at like half four five, and like it takes three days of the holiday to recover. They do five days a week up at five. Thank you uh, to Lorraine. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, this is how. Email us hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk, or we're on Twitter at lockdownparents. And thanks for all your reviews and all your listens. We're up to second in the charts, still behind through. Tough, tough to break through, isn't it? The BBC stranglehold. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's number two in the charts. Thank you very much. Keep how many reviews? But we know you love reviews. Four thousand. We're on four thousand. Oh, what we should do? We should celebrate. We should celebrate the special. Uh, Five thousand well, you know reviews. What? We've, we've, we've got <laughs> more reviews than reviews? through. We've got we've got more reviews than through, and it all counts about amount of reviews. It's not about the amount of people that listen. I tell you what, it's about the amount of people who the chart. That's how we're doing it from now on. How many reviews? Oh, it's easy to listen, isn't it? Anyone can listen. You know, put it on 1.5, speed through it. But have you taken the time to review it? No, you haven't, Farouk. That's why we should be number one. So I think change the chart. Yeah, exactly. A bit okay, like in that case, uh, we're, num- we're number two. Chris and Rosie Rams have gone back to number one. I've got bad news for you. Oh, that Rob, they've they got far one? more reviews than us. Oh, how many reviews? Oh, we maybe we should do, do it. They've do got 23,000. Fucking hell. <laughs> We're gonna, ah, that's mental. I tell you what, Joe Rogan always fucking sneaks up as well, doesn't he? With a big oh, who, who the, I mean, Joe Rogan has a cheek, doesn't he? Oh, you're plugging away. No disrespect to the people we've had, Lorraine Kelly, she's a great, but she ain't Kevin Hart, is she? She's not in Jumanji. <laughs> oh, it's easy to get to the top of the charts when a geezer from Jumanji turns up for a two hour chin wag and sticks it on YouTube for extra coin. He's absolutely loaded, the geezer. Anyway, do you know how many episodes Joe Rogan's done? How many? 1,491. Are you fucking kidding me? Get a life, Joe Rogan, you little nerd. Sat in your basement, <laughs> gossiping. Pathetic. Anyway, have a listen, give it a review. We'll see you next week. Cheers, guys. Cheers.